I've always wanted to sort of discover and trace the roots of the history of my town. And something that I've always heard was the evidence of the Big Bang was found right behind my high school. Hi, I'm Sequoia Carrillo. And I'm Alyssa Nadhorny. And you're listening to The Students Podcast, NPR's podcast all about making a podcast. And Happy New Year! We're in 2021! Yes, Happy New Year! This is actually a huge day for us, our first episode of 2021. The coolest thing is by the time you hear this episode... The podcast challenge will be open to high school and middle school students. And stay tuned to the end of this podcast for more details on the podcast challenge. But first, today, we're going to be talking about the secret lives of our hometowns and how unraveling the secrets of our hometowns can make an excellent podcast. It's actually kind of perfect that we're recording this now, Sequoia, because I'm in my hometown of Erie, Pennsylvania right now. I'm also in my hometown. I guess what? it's that time of year. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is kind of like end of year. I feel like most towns have that one story that people know it for. Like there's that one thing. Yeah. I mean, Erie is a pretty big city. Erie, Pennsylvania, my favorite place. Uh, <laughs> so it's got kind of a ton of stories. But one of my favorite is that Oliver Hazard Perry, who was like a war hero in the War of 1812, he actually won that war in the Battle of Lake Erie. He sailed on the U.S. Brig Niagara, and he's famous for saying, don't give up the ship. So there's lots of, like, posters and flags around town that say, like, don't give up the ship. Pretty awesome. Wow. Yeah. What about you? So I grew up in a place much smaller than Erie, I would say, called Reston in Virginia. And it's actually famous for something that's not that great, but it was the center (laughs) of an Ebola outbreak, like, 30 years ago. They even named the strand of Ebola the Reston virus. Like, you can Google this. Like, the Reston virus is a thing. (laughs) So it's not that fun, but that is how a lot of people know Reston. Wow. I think that one of the kind of backbones of telling a good story is really knowing the subject. And so the stories of our hometown kind of plays perfectly into that. Like, they're stories that we grew up with. Absolutely. And we've actually had a few finalists now with stories from their own backyards. In our first year of the Student Podcast Challenge, the high school winners did an investigation about how decades before a neighboring town had killed an elephant. Whoa, that was such an epic story. (laughs) Yeah. I love that you use the word investigation because that's kind of not only perfect about like what we're going to talk today, but also lots of times we hear these stories about our hometowns and it's like, are they true? You know, like there is an element of kind of investigation and like discovering like, was that like a rumor or what actually happened? A hundred percent. One guy who did that, who kind of investigated a story that he had heard about is Daniel Wang. He was a finalist last year and I sat down with him to talk about his podcast. Hi, my name is Daniel. I come from Homedale, New Jersey, and that's a town in central New Jersey. And this past year, I created a podcast episode called Homedale, How a Small Town Discovered the Universe. Oh, I totally remember his podcast, actually. His was also about his hometown. Exactly. Yep. He did a whole investigation called How a Small Town Discovered the Universe. Because what his hometown is known for is the discovery of the Big Bang Theory. Not the TV show that's (laughs) always on reruns, but the scientific theory. (laughs) Exactly. He explains it best in his podcast. In 1964, the Beatles had taken America by storm, MLK had just received the Nobel Peace Prize, and Muhammad Ali had been crowned the heavyweight champion of the world. 
but just 25 miles from the heart of New York City, was a small and quiet town of Homedale, New Jersey. There, in this town, stood a large antenna measuring 50 feet wide and 40 feet tall, shrouded by a dense forest of trees that didn't have an inkling of the gravity of what was taking place within them. Two radio astronomers operated this antenna, Arno Penzias and Robert Woodrow Wilson. It was a quiet May morning, and while the birds sang and the deer emerged from the trees, the two radio astronomers sat in the cockpit of the antenna and recorded this sound. Unbeknownst to them at the time, this was the echo of the Big Bang over 13 billion years ago, and they were the first people on the face of the Earth to hear of it. A decade later, these two astronomers were awarded a Nobel Prize in Physics in 1978. And now, 50 years later, my friend Aeon and I have embarked on a journey to uncover our small town's history and its discovery on a fateful spring morning half a century ago. I love how he set the scene, but still got a lot of information across to us. Yeah, Daniel is no-nonsense, for sure. He's actually been making podcasts since he was in 10th grade. He's now a senior at Holmdel High School. I've always wanted to sort of discover and trace the roots of the history of my town. And something that um, I've always heard was the evidence of the Big Bang was found right behind my high school. And so what we did was we went on a you know, four or five month journey of trying to discover the roots of our hometown. It was a long process. Like four or five months, that is a really long time. But I actually feel like investigations do always take kind of a while. Well, and in this case, they hit a lot more dead ends than some investigations take. But dead ends are kind of part of the process. Daniel and I talked a lot about how you just have to push through. If you believe in the story, like if you're convinced you the ending is super important, then yeah, you have to kind of like be okay with it taking weeks or even months. Over the course of a couple of days, we scoured the internet and the 20th century phone books and called hundreds of numbers of what could be either of the original researchers, Dr. Arno Penzias and Dr. Robert Woodrow Wilson. The number you have dialed is not in service. Please check the number. I absolutely love that he used a phone book. That's such a throwback. Like, I haven't seen one of those since I was a kid. Oh, totally. But there's like a ton of tools that you can use, like phone book throwback for sure. Great tool. But you could go to the local library to check records there. You can reach out to people who knew the person. Definitely. Like, you have to look at the source, the person that you're trying to talk to, as like the trunk of a tree. And if you can't find them immediately, then start to look at the branches, like people they've worked with, family members, friends on Facebook, that kind of thing. After calling dozens of disconnected phone numbers, we began losing hope and talking with either researcher. Until one day. Yo, I just realized there's still a working research lab at the site of the discovery. Maybe they could have a way to contact them. It was so long ago. I doubt it. Well, why don't we just go knock on their doors right after school? Can't hurt. That's true. Let's try it. Nokia Bell Labs still operates a research lab on Crawford Hill, tucked into Homedale Road, the same road I live on, right under the horn antennas where Dr. Wilson and Dr. Penzias made their discovery. November 17th, 2019. Yo, let's go. And so one day, right after school, we walked to the old research lab and knocked on the doors. After a few minutes, 
a middle-aged researcher opened the door and we told him that we were trying to get in touch with either researcher who found evidence for the Big Bang. He then gave us Dr. Wilson's email and told us that he actually still lived in Homedale. We quickly emailed Dr. Wilson in hopes of meeting up with him. This idea of pulling back the curtain and taking the listener along for the ride is honestly one of my favorite podcast genres. I just love to hear the journey. Totally. Yeah, I like when you can hear like all the work that went into the story. The process is part of it. And sometimes that process ends up being the most interesting part. <laughs> right. <It's, laughs> yeah, totally. And it also like takes the pressure off what you find out. Totally. Like it doesn't matter as much because it's just the journey. Daniel and his friends did that for four months, like researching, emailing people. And then they finally are like at this moment, this defining moment of their quest. And Wilson doesn't respond. No way. (laughs) Yeah, well, he does, (laughs) but he just takes his time. He responds after three weeks. The most pivotal moment, the most defining moment of our journey was when um, I was in physics class. And Dr. Robert Woodrow Wilson actually emailed me back. And um, I was about to go to lunch and I I looked over to my friend and I showed him the email and we both jumped in joy because of the fact that we've been searching for him for the past couple of months. And then we waited three weeks for this email and then it finally arrived. And he was agreeing to meet up with us um, over Christmas break. Wow. Oh my (laughs) gosh. That's crazy. Such suspense. (laughs) I feel like by week two, probably, I would have given up hope that he would respond at all. Me too. But he does, and they get to go interview Wilson. Dr. Wilson, how did Homedale even get into science in the first place? So radio astronomy was actually discovered in Homedale. Just because Homedale was a nice place with no radio interference and close enough to New York City that it was an easy expansion for Bell Labs. So we have the investigation, we have the interview, but they still needed to get the context So that's when they got to the section you heard at the top, kind of laying the groundwork. We wanted to take the listeners onto this genuine and authentic journey um, with us to enter the past and then back to the present. So I asked Daniel what advice he had for students who are thinking about doing an investigation. Good idea. He was essentially like, you have to go all in. I think really just dive in and don't be afraid. Um, My friend and I, I think we attribute a lot of our success to the fact that We've always were so passionate about this topic. And even if we weren't going to make a podcast, we were going to look through you know, internet archives and find this person and track him down and talk with him. Um, I think if we were afraid and we, if we were anxious about you know, diving headfirst, then we wouldn't have even made the podcast in the first place and we would have been right where we started. So dive in headfirst, give yourself plenty of time, like weeks, months of time to find answers. And if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. And you can probably skip the phone book. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. Actually, like, phone books might be helpful. You never know. Yeah. Okay, wait. So, Sequoia, if you're going to give yourself months to make a podcast, maybe it's important that they know when this thing is due. (laughs) Because you got to, like, work back from that date. (laughs) So, the Student Podcast Challenge and the Student Podcast Challenge College Edition are open now to students. And college students, you have a little less time. You have until February 15th to get your submissions in. But middle school and high school students, you have until March 15th. So get started right now. Yeah, that's plenty of time to start an investigation.
This message comes from NPR sponsor, Blue Microphones. Blue has helped millions of podcasters, musicians, and storytellers to raise their voices since they began making mics over 25 years ago. Blue is best known for creating Yeti, the iconic mic that plugs straight into your laptop so you can sound great, even if you've never recorded before. Visit bluemic.com and click Get Started to find a mic that's right for you. That's our show for today. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at NPR underscore ed and subscribe to our newsletter to stay up to date on literally everything you need to know about the Student Podcast Challenge. Our college competition opened earlier this month. And like we said, the high school and middle school competition just opened on January 1st. Today's episode was produced by Sequoia Carrillo and edited by Nicole Cohen. Our music is by Sam D'Agostino. I'm Alyssa Nadworny. And I'm Sequoia Carrillo. Thanks for listening to our show, and we can't wait to listen to yours.